Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Well, there's a natural fear around taking on business debt, but leverage when used correctly is uh, certainly a very powerful force to growing a business and ensuring your balance sheet isn't too lazy. Now, how does one strike the right balance, though? I'm joined by Brent Geddes, who's the the co-founder and CEO of Geddes Capital, a specialist in secured business lending. Brent, thanks for joining us today. Just to start off, uh, considering that there is some anxiety and, and fear and hesitation, particularly after COVID, when we did see over-geared, over-leveraged businesses battling um, under the weight of that debt. Uh, can you share your perspective on, on why loans, why business debt should be viewed as a strategic investment? Well, uh, yeah, I'll definitely dive into that. Uh, Michael, thanks very much for having me on the show. Um, yeah, so I think in terms of raising money for a business, there are effectively two ways, uh, either through debt or equity. Now, raising money through equity actually means selling some of the shares in that business to an investor. But if the entrepreneur does not want to sell the equity in their business just yet, while the business is still young and growing uh, and might need to sell a large portion of the shares, uh, debt is a great alternative to equity. So I think that is kind of the main reason. Uh, I think the, the, the biggest thing to consider here, though, is you know, when you do take on debt, the biggest thing is the ability to service that debt. Uh, so the entrepreneur must make sure that they do have the necessary cash cash flows to do so. And this is something that Gettys really does assist with. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, often what we find is uh, the, the cost of equity as well sometimes uh, exceeds uh, the cost of, of debt, depending on where you are in the cycle and, you know, where markets are, where interest rates are. Um, you've, you've written a really interesting op-ed on things that can really be used through a strategic lens um, to gear the balance sheet for growth in the business. And the first reason mentioned is uh, to secure stock. How has Getters Capital observed this strategy benefiting businesses, specifically in terms of negotiating bulk discounts and improving profit margins? At Getters, one of the uh, key products that we offer to our clients is called invoice discounting, where a business can turn their invoices into cash. So often a business will provide a good or service to a client and then give them 30 or 60 days to pay that invoice. But what we do is actually can uh, allows the business to turn that invoice directly into cash today and they can then take that cash to go and buy additional stock or pay for stock they've already purchased and then ask for early settlement discounts from their supplier. So a typical situation for us is that we normally charge around about 2.5% of the invoice value to our customers to do this, whereas uh, a very typical early settlement discount is in the region of 5%. So clients can actually use this debt product to improve profitability and uh, sort of gain access to better stock and cheaper stock. And also improve their cash flow at a time where uh, we certainly know uh, creditors are taking a little longer to pay, um, especially in the SME space. Uh, We keep on banging the drum around 30-day payment terms, but very often it's 45, 60, in worst case scenarios, above 90. Uh, When you you uh, get is look at um the 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 technology component of uh, of a business i mean crucially i think post covid businesses are realizing that no matter what 
uh, industry they're in, no matter what sector they're in. They've got to be thinking about investing in technology and, and equipment. And that's obviously crucial for efficiency gains in business. Can you provide examples yes. of how businesses have utilized these forms of uh, debt from Gideas Capital to acquire better technology and what impact that's had on their productivity and costs? I think uh, a sort of slightly more simple uh, way of talking about this and what we come across a lot is actually when uh, companies need to, like you say, uh, technology and, and equipment, is to replace uh, a, a vehicle. I think it's an, a nice example. And often guys uh, and businesses will, will run their vehicles for, for many, many years. Uh, and you find that as the vehicles uh, do get old, they get much more expensive to run. They use more fuel, the maintenance plans run out, uh, they need to buy uh, tires often and fix this and fix that. So often we can now provide the funding for guys to replace their vehicles with newer, more fuel-efficient vehicles, which have maintenance plans in place. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, can range from medium and large transport companies that are replacing, you know, five, ten trucks to your smaller business that just need to replace uh, a simple delivery vehicle. And uh, we find that that really does help businesses to, uh, to again, sort of uh, improve their efficiencies, reduce their costs, and and and, and improve their cash flows, which then ultimately help to to pay for pay for the the assets. Absolutely. And that's, uh, again, you know, where one looks through the business uh, and where one can see efficiency gains outweighing the cost of that debt. Uh, that's when it, it certainly makes sense if you don't have the cash on your balance sheet to, to, to go out and, uh, you know, acquire uh, newer, more efficient um, vehicles, any kind of technology, really. Maybe it's a, a big printing press in, uh, in a printing operation. And uh, we know the technology changes from time to time. Working capital is also very vital for expansion. Can you just elaborate on um, how you assist businesses with working capital from, from GEDES? Working capital is by far the most uh, common reason why customers uh, come and borrow from us. Um, from the positive side, I mean, if a business has some assets that they can gear, uh, they can uh, bring in the necessary cash flows into their into their business. Um, and then, you know, if you've got that cash flow to cover general expenses like rent and salaries and all the things that businesses have to deal with, uh, you know, then it becomes less pressure for those businesses to actually start demanding uh, money from their clients, and their clients to, to actually pay the invoices. So you find that if you've got the cash flow and working capital in your business, now all of a sudden you can go to your clients and say, you know what, come to me rather than my competitor because I can now give you 30 or 60 days to pay. So that's very much from the positive side. And then from the uh, sort of a more uh, different perspective, I think, as you say, things are, are, are tough out there and businesses do go through some tough patches and just need some additional capital. A very, very good example is the sort of the December, January effect, as we call it, where, yeah. you know, businesses need to pay bonuses to their staff. They often shut down for two or three weeks sometimes. And their clients during that time are also pushing out the payments to them by by a month or two and only you know settling their invoices in February. So that December, January period is all these little bumpy periods where they need that additional cash flow to get through. Uh, and that is uh, often a, an area where we can help. Yeah, and that's also a period, uh, you know, where payment terms tend to stretch out as well. And sometimes you just need a bit of bridging finance to to get you through. Interest rates are an interesting one and how one structures these kinds of uh, loans because of where we are in the cycle at the moment. You know, a lot of talk uh, around the Fed and when it's going to pivot. And this uh, past week we had Jay Powell 
trying to pour cold water on the market expectations that uh, the Fed will cut at the March uh, meeting and pushing yes. that out towards the end of the year now. If you look at the the FRA, the forward interest rate uh, market. Yes, exactly. Uh, what, what does that mean for businesses when it comes to negotiating the right kind of structure and whether or not they should go with fixed or variable interest rates? Um, uh, what are your thoughts with the way businesses should, at this stage in the cycle, be looking to structure their debt? Yeah, I think, you know, in, in a nutshell, I think when you at the top of the cycle now, I think you must always go for a variable rate because at some point we know that interest rates are going to start coming down. So if you fix your interest rates now, uh, you know, it, it might you might feel like like you're doing the right thing. But in six months time, you're going to look back and go, oh, no, I've stuck in this high rate. You know, we're at the bottom of the cycle where interest rates are low. That's the time to fix. So right now, at this point in time, you definitely would rather stick to a more variable rate if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, over and above the interest rates, I think you also need to just be be careful on all the other different costs involved in lending, you know, the raising fees and the document fees. So you need to consider uh, the whole package when actually deciding to take on debt. You know, it can be a very, very daunting thing. Uh, and businesses are often very skeptical about what uh, lenders are, are actually charging. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, go in with your eyes open. If you don't understand the term sheets, if you don't understand the things, talk to talk to the people in your money or talk to third parties that do understand this before you sign up for anything. Because, it, uh, you know, it, it is yeah. a, it's a big commitment. It's a big thing to do. Uh, and you must take it seriously. Yeah, and back to your earlier point that you said around um, uh, sitting down with the entrepreneur or the jockey and and looking through whether or not they can actually afford the repayments. Uh, how do you do this uh, as Gettys Capital? Um, how do you help businesses assess yeah. and manage the risks associated with debt repayments? Very, very much so. I mean, for us, affordability is absolutely critical. I mean, we have sort of three points to a triangle when we lend to people. You know, first and foremost, it's the jockey and the entrepreneur and trusting in that person. Uh, secondly, is the security and 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 also critically important is the affordability and does do they have the have the necessary means to pay the debt off. Now, I mean, the last thing, you know, we do take security in all our loans, but literally the last, last thing we want to do is go down the road and going after customers' assets. Uh, it's it's not nice for them, and it's definitely not nice for us either uh, in terms of time and energy. So we want deals that are going to be successful and work. So we do our due diligence thoroughly. We work with the clients. We help them build cash flow forecast models. We you know we make sure that those things are are stress tested uh, in, in the event of you know things going wrong. Uh, and only once uh, these clients are one hundred percent certain and clear about what it's going to cost them and that the business can do so will we kind of move to the next stage of doing the deal? Yeah, and I think it's critical. You know, no lender wants to be in the business of becoming um, an asset owner in unrelated fields and and, uh, looking to then offload uh, that particular asset in order to recoup a non-performing loan. So managing those default risks, it's a kind of a shared value approach you want your entrepreneurs you want your jockeys to do well because you don't want to be sitting with um, a high non-performing exactly. loan book either so it's a two-way street the, the Gettys leadership exactly. team does boast some significant entrepreneurial experience how does that help contribute to building uh, better communication a better trust between the applicants and yourselves at Gettys Capital yeah, I mean, we are uh, all, all three of the founders are entrepreneurs ourselves. And, you know, we have been successful uh, in, in some of the things we've done in the past, but we've also all failed at, at many things in the past. Uh, and uh, one of our big mantras that we have at Gettys Capital is that the prerequisite for success is previous failure. 
so we really understand what our clients are going through. We know it's hard. Uh, we know that that building a business uh, is very, very, very difficult and one of the most courageous and hardest things to do. And I think all the entrepreneurs out there that have businesses that are providing for their families uh, should be incredibly proud of what they have done because uh, it's tough and uh, there's a lot of people who do uh, who do try and fail. And actually, most people who try uh, end up failing. So, uh, well, well done to all the entrepreneurs with the the small businesses that are that are that are thriving and doing well out there. Yeah, I couldn't uh, agree with you more, Brent. They really are. Entrepreneurs are South Africa's everyday heroes. Uh, to wake up every day to to build enterprises no matter how big or small through the various obstacles of load shedding and uh, and and state failure interest and interest rates and low growth and all of that and and to do it yeah. day in day out to to face those enormously high risks of failure i think you know 90 yes. percent of businesses fail within the first two years but to then dust yourself off get back on the horse do it all again learn from those experiences it takes a certain kind of uh, individual i think uh, most yeah. people are very happy Lost, yeah. in, in safe employment. Uh, those entrepreneurs out there are cut from a different cloth. Uh, so very interesting chatting to you about how you support those entrepreneurs in ensuring they've got the right access uh, to vital capital when they need it. Brent Geddes, uh, the yes. CEO of Geddes Capital, thank you very much for your time here on Classic Business. Michael, Michael, thank you so much for having us. And uh, yeah, I hope to do it again sometime. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice, and impact.